0: Welcome to the Miskavan Health Podcast. Today, we'll talk to Dr. Johannes Wessely, the Medical Director of Miskavan Health on health issues related to your immune system. Dr. Wessely, what does bioavailability mean and why is it so important?
1: A supplement or medicine contains a defined amount of an active substance. This tablet, for example, vitamin Trace element, active ingredient, etc., must pass the mouth, the gullet, down to the gut, and then through the intestinal mucosa into the bloodstream and to the cell. Rarely does the full dose reach the site of action, the human body cell. On its way to the cell, the substance binds to proteins in the blood. Only the amount of substance that enters the bloodstream and isn't bound to proteins will finally have an effect in the cell. This amount of pure substance that reaches the cell to react with certain receptors and to unfold its effect is called bioavailability. In addition, the bioavailability varies slightly from person to person. It depends greatly on the person's genetics, so-called gene polymorphisms. They influence the metabolism and availability of the substance. Therefore, the correct dose depends not only on the form of administration, like supplement, cream, infusion, etc., but varies from patient to patient according to its genetic profile. For example, the effectiveness of a hormone replacement therapy strongly depends on the dose of these hormones in the bloodstream. They are bound to proteins in the blood. If they are strongly bound, the substance dose is decreased and leads to a reduced effect.
0: What are the advantages of vital infusions over oral supplements?
1: It's essential to know how much of an active substance is finally available to the organism to optimize therapeutic success. Studies have shown that only a fraction of the active substance makes it to the cell. And there are great differences from person to person and from substance to substance. Compared to oral administration, an infusion bypasses the initial hurdles like mouth, gullet, gut, intestinal mucosa, and 100% of the substance reaches the bloodstream. This means that infusions are the first choice for people with acute medical problems or chronic disease. At the same time, Active substances are often administered orally to ensure continuity of care between infusions. Many patients rarely have the time for regular infusions. Oral supplementation makes sense above all for preventive measures. That means when the patient wants to ensure that his body is optimally supplied with vitamins, minerals, and trace elements. If these patients then experience acute symptoms, These vitamins, minerals, and trace elements are administered as an infusion. For example, a patient has flu symptoms. The infusion provides him with a high dose of vitamin C, zinc, selenium, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, etc in order to optimally support the short-term increased need of the organism and the immune system in fighting the flu. These required quantities of active substances, especially vitamin C, would overstrain the digestive tract and cause diarrhea. One more reason to administer it as an infusion.
0: What effect does an infusion have on your health?
1: The bioavailability of infusions is very high. More precisely, 100% of the active substances reach the bloodstream and a small percentage binds to protein, slightly reducing the dosage until the substance reaches the cell, the actual destination and place of action, and can finally do their job. The uncertainty about how many active ingredients the intestinal mucosa allows to pass through is therefore eliminated and makes a therapy more efficient. There are situations in which an infusion is more promising. This depends on the patient and his medical condition, but it also depends on the active substance itself. Some active ingredients are simply less well absorbed through the intestinal mucosa under different conditions. For example, if you are treating a patient with acute gastrointestinal infections like diarrhea, vomiting, it is very unlikely that he or she will absorb the micronutrients adequately via the gastrointestinal tract. In this case, there is no other option to achieve a relevant effective level of the micronutrients than with an infusion because the usual route intestinal passage is blocked. Or a classic example from the professional world is the stressed executive with an unhealthy, unbalanced diet, lack of exercise, and in addition, a lot of traveling and many hours of flying. Especially because of the long and intensive flying, he's a exposed to a high radiation, which generates free radicals in the body. These people need a high dose of antioxidants, we call it radical scavengers, which often cannot be compensated by oral therapy alone. For this reason, an infusion is the way to go, providing substances and nutrients quickly and effectively. Another example, the organism of a patient with chronic inflammation, like rheumatism or Crohn's disease, blocks the absorption of iron via the intestinal mucosa. These patients, therefore, classically have lowered iron levels. Oral substitution is pointless as only the smallest amounts of iron enter the body, but side effects such as abdominal pain, constipation or diarrhea are to be expected. In this case, therapeutic success is only possible through an iron infusion. Another example is copamine against inflammation. Curcumin is generally, even for healthy patients, very difficult to absorb through the intestinal mucosa. Therefore, an infusion is always more effective, especially when treating chronic inflammation or cancer.
0: Which obstacles must be overcome by an orally taken supplementation to get to where its active substances are needed?
1: The active ingredients have to reach the bloodstream in order to have an effect in the body. This means via the mouth, through the gullet, the stomach, and finally the gut. There, they have to pass through the intestinal mucosa to enter the bloodstream. This works all the better when the intestinal mucosa is healthy and intact. Unfortunately, many diseases are accompanied by inflammation in the gut. This has an impact and causes difficulties and only a limited amount of the substances reach the bloodstream. By the way, the same applies to nutrients that we absorb with our food. If your gut is not healthy, an undersupply of nutrients is very likely. This shows how important the gut is for our overall health. An effective alternative is an infusion, delivering the active substances directly into the bloodstream and knowing how much of a substance reaches the body's cell. After all, the difficulty of the intestinal passage is not knowing how much of the active substance will eventually end up in the bloodstream to do their job.
0: How does the immune system work?
1: The immune system is like an army consisting of different units. One distinguishes the innate or unspecific system and the acquired or specific system. The innate system represents the basic defense of our immune system and is specialized in everything foreign to the body. The acquired or specific system, however, is the special unit of the body and has specialized on pathogens, but also tumor cells. The impressive thing about this system is that it can remember pathogens with the help of antibodies and memory cells if there has been contact before. If a known pathogen enters the body again at a later time, the acquired immune system knows immediately what to do. Both systems work hand in hand and complement each other in every defense reaction. Some are faster, others more specific.
0: Why is inflammation good for your health to a certain degree? And when does it harm your health? And how do free radicals and oxidative stress come into this?
1: First and foremost, inflammation is a clever survival strategy for the body because inflammation fights off intruders in the organism and makes them harmless. So as long as the inflammation is temporary, it is a good thing and very effective. Wound healing is impossible without inflammation, for example. Once the inflammation has been successful, a part of the immune system stops this inflammatory process. If there is no stop for various reasons, then it becomes chronic inflammation, which is harmful, for example, in autoimmune diseases, and has far-reaching consequences for your health. Chronic inflammation will generate free radicals in the body. If these get out of control, we call it oxidative stress, they fire up the inflammation and further stress in the body, an eternal cycle that gets worse and worse. However, chronic inflammation can also proceed without symptoms. This is known as silent inflammation. The classic example is arteriosclerosis, which often occurs without symptoms for a long time. The patient has no idea about his condition, leading to a heart attack years later. Many factors trigger silent inflammation. For example, chronic stress, deficient microbiome, wrong diet, like too few nutrients and vital substances, too much sugar, vitamin D deficiency, lack of exercise, environmental toxins, cigarette smoke, alcohol. Most of these factors can be influenced by every one of us. Chronic latent inflammation is usually the starting point for many chronic diseases including cancer. The main focus in medicine or even more sensible in prevention should be chronic inflammation.
0: Thank you for the interview Dr. Wesley, and thank you dear listeners for your attention. Join us next time here at the Miskavan podcast and stay healthy.